Welcome to Hotel Stories podcast with Sam Tucker and Tracy Amend, and we are here for another edition of Tales from TripAdvisor from jolly old London, London town. And Hello. We're coming in a little late because we recorded last night, but because freaking Mercury in retrograde, like the computer wouldn't work, and then the phone cut off, and it was a good episode, but we only got halfway through it, so we're we're redoing it. I got new yeah. stories. I went on TripAdvisor again. We're, we're refreshing. But there's a lot of great stuff out there. And um, just to be clear, there are all kinds of fun things um, to, uh, to follow in any town. London has its fair share. There are over 1,100 hotels in London that report to TripAdvisor. And if you thought London was all the way classy, you were wrong because we put murder slash prostitute slash drug deal slash midget slash yeah anything that you want to put in the search field for TripAdvisor it will send you back at least a few hotels in London that you can read some stories about so for the most part good old London town is quite a classy um, place I have to say that London is my number two favorite city in the world behind New York because it is sort of the capital of Europe and I'm sure that many Europeans would disagree but the um, cultural experience, the historical experience, really um, the culture of high society, um, you know, upper class and excellent service and hospitality was sort of, you know, it's where it was born. And so we take a lot of our traits and a lot of our, um, you know, the way that we operate in hospitality in America after what they do in Europe, especially London. So there's a lot of really cool things happening over there. And you can go visit a palace with a real live royal family in it. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to go Speaking. to London. We were going to do this big trip, London, Italy, and um, in, uh, France. And then two weeks before we were about to leave, I found out I was pregnant with my son, my second son. And the doctor was like... <laughs> Well, you're a lot older and having your baby. And so if you have a miscarriage, you don't want to be in a different country. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. So um, we ended up rescheduling. But I mean, I told my husband through a card that we were pregnant and the look on his face was priceless. He's like, what the? Yeah, well, you would definitely love it um, to go over. I know you guys like really great experiences. The next time I go over to Europe, I'm actually taking a um, a train. I'm taking the Belmont Express, the Orient Express train um, from London to Venice. I've always wanted to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, get a tuxedo and take my family with me and we're going to sleep on those really luxurious overnight cars and um, take those 1920s uh, sleeper cars with the really cool dining cars um, all the way to Venice. So that sounds amazing. That sounds fun. Uh, yeah, I'd be down for that. The power of Facebook. Facebook served me an ad and I was like, yes. And I'm like, open 27 windows later on my computer with my American <laughs> Express out. I'm like, what's happening here? Why did this happen? <laughs> How did I go from looking at memes on Facebook to booking a train trip? <laughs> Surely they didn't start with a man in a tuxedo. I mean, no, but you pass pass. Yeah, sort of a, like that's one of the reasons I love London is because it's like sort of the, um, you know, the Edwardians and the Victorians were so proper and particular and there's so many rules and so many um, guides to etiquette in class. And I think a lot of that's been lost and our casual culture has sort of, you know, that's sort of been lost. But you can still find it in London in these hotels or you can find, you know, um, a drug deal and a gunshot. It just depends. Well, it's all there. I'll tell you, my morning did not start out in a tuxedo or a ball gown. My morning started out with mm. a bear getting into our trash can for the third freaking time and picking up your trash. Like Once you throw away your trash, to me, it's like an ex-boyfriend. Like I want to pretend like they're dead forever. And I want to pretend like my trash. I'll never see it again once it goes in the trash can. No, three times I've had to pick up our trash yet again. So well, you never saw your ex-boyfriend that you put in a trash can either, but no. I don't want to, 
getting in trouble with the law. But you know what? When you said that, let's be clear. These are bears that live like real bears that are in the forest in Telluride, not like a big gay guy that's like, yeah, out in your trash can, like with a beard. Oh, man, I would be so much more comforted by that. Can you imagine? That would be hilarious if you were like, John, there's a bear in our trash can. And he walked outside and he's like, no, this is my friend Rudy. Rudy, what are you doing in the trash? And he has like a rainbow t-shirt on and his belly showing. (laughs) My neighbor said she woke up and she had just gotten back from the store and stocked her freezer, like in her garage freezer with like everything, like all the like overflow. And the bear got in, dumped it over, ate everything and left a huge old turdola on her front doorstep. So she opened the door and the first thing she saw was diarrhea everywhere from this bear. Yeah, well, you know, that bear shouldn't have been eating those processed foods with that partially hydrogenated <laughs> soybean oil in it. I mean, he's just trying to he's just trying to live a clean life in the mountains and you guys have to go run him down like that with a bunch mm-hmm. of Totino's pizza rolls and uh ice cream packets. <laughs> oh, I'm just um, a bit classy. What's going on in Dallas? Well, so I told you about, um, so my hotel is the only place in Dallas the Queen has ever stayed. Speaking of London, Her Majesty the Queen and Prince Philip were here, um, you know, many years ago, and they what? stayed here, and we had a, we I didn't had, know yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, um, and so we, we are um, a royal hotel, and so the, the, um, the Queen sent us, well, not her, she didn't, like, take a picture off her fridge and stick it in the mail, but her equerry sent us a, um, a signed photo um, that's matted and framed in this big elaborate gold frame of Her Majesty the Queen and Prince Philip, and it has a letter uh, from the palace that says that they're grateful for all of our hospitality, and it's really cool. It's like a treasure of my hotel, and so we have it hanging in the registration lobby with a little explanation about it, and then there's a big Tashin book next to it called majesty with a whole bunch of photos of her and all the jewelry and the explanation so we what um year was that 1991 and you know who was you know who was the gm here then jeff trigger mr trigger he's so amazing like what a great guy and um so we have like the 20 page manifest that mr trigger hand wrote about where everyone was going to stand what everyone was going to do what the protocol was where she was going to be by the minute what the tea was going to be served in. Like, it's such a great glimpse into like what happens at a hotel when a high profile person shows up. Wow. And I mean, that is the high profile person. I know. I know. And you know, Amazing. Mr. Trigger is so classy. He's, he's like, to whom it all may concern her majesty may arrive at this time. And it's like line by line, play by play. I love it. So she came, she did a lot of photo ops. And um, we got a big photo of her, like a formal ph- photograph. And so people take their pictures with it. But occasionally we have, just like any hotel, a real cuckoo show up. And so this woman the other day showed up in the valet line and um, she comes barreling in the front door and demands to see the uh, hotel manager who came out and she said, I've been sent by the queen to go to the basement to get what I need to get that she sent me here for. The queen and he was like, her? he's like, uh, that one <laughs> and points to points to the queen. And she's like, mm-hmm, her. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let me, uh, let me just go check with the palace. I'll, I'll be right back. And, <laughs> So he goes behind the front desk and to get security and security is like this really tall guy. He's amazing. He comes out. He's like, uh, so the queen sent you, right? Her. And she's like, that's right. She sent me. I'm supposed to go to the basement to get my stuff. No. And he's like, well, we're not, we're not going to go to the basement. And I don't think she sent you, but, uh, just, just, just hold on a minute. I need to go. I need to go speak with somebody else. And so he goes back behind the desk. He comes back out, and she's gone. And by the time she he get, he finds out where she is, she's like sitting at the bar, having a rusty nail, regaling the bartender with stories about how she knows the royal family. And the bartender's like, "What the hell?" I mean, like he, you never know, right? You never know. And so she doesn't pay for the drink, and security taps her on the shoulder and is like, "We got to go." 
you got to get out because I don't think the queen sent you. Yeah, we 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 talked to him and uh, she said she you weren't supposed to be here. <laughs> the queen wants you to go to the Fairmont. <laughs> right, right. And the best part about it is like the the Uber driver like came inside and and was like, "Where is she? She owes me money." <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that the queen would have given us a little bit of lead time. <laughs> oh God, bless her. Man. But I will say that other members of the royal family stay here, um, and uh, periodically there'll they'll be somebody here, and it's, you know, minor members, but it's, it's always nice to see um, people like that come through the hotel. Well, anyway, enough useful. about me. I um, went through my TripAdvisor reviews, and I went real low brow. Um, and I, mm, I love that. Yeah, well... We're good in that way because you always find like the good hotels with the great reviews, and and then I find the city underbelly. Well, let's. I mean, to be clear, one of the things I love about British people is that they have a way of eloquently putting you down, and you leave the conversation thinking like, "Was that a compliment?" Like, I don't, I don't think that was a compliment. Like, I think, I think that she just read me for filth. Because <laughs> America, yes. Americans are like Americans are like, damn girl, you look big in that. But British people are like, oh how cute, horizontal stripes, how fitting. And you're like, the best is a a, a Downton Abbey. What's her name from Downton Abbey? God, she's she's the best. Mary. No, the, the oh yeah 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 the Dowager Countess. Yeah, yes, she's great. She's so good. Yeah, if you ever want to watch something funny, just. YouTube shit Dowager Counter says. It's really good. She lives inside my head. Oh, yeah, I can see that. That doesn't yeah. sound You know who's here this week, speaking of queens and royalty? Mary Kay. Mary Kay's in Dallas. Do you miss that, Tracy? Mm, if I say no, would you be upset? No, I wouldn't be upset. But they're here, and, like, the other day, one of my friends came down. He's a realtor, and he's not – He's not been a part of the madness of Mary Kay and we were going to go eat. And he um, was like, so there's a busload of ladies there with sashes and tiaras on and prom gowns. And I'm like, yep, it's Mary Kay. It's Mary Can Kay. Can I tell you the day that Mary Kay died, I was working at the Crown Plaza off 35 and Mockingbird in Dallas. And there was a truck stop that like, you know, it's a major interstate for like truck drivers. So it was all trucks that were going through there, but I had to stop and get gas. And I look at like the kiosk where they like scroll the news and it's Mary Kay died. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't know why it like kind of just hit me like, Oh, what a legend. What a woman who really like paved the way in like a time when women weren't owning businesses. And anyhow, it just hit me. When I get back in my car, I forgot to take the gas, like, like the funnel thing and put it back in the thing. So I drove off. And it detached from the tank. And I heard this ting, 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 ting. And I looked behind me in my rearview mirror and I'd ripped off the gas pump. Tracy, you were just grieving. You were grief stricken. I was grief stricken. I had to, I had to stop <laughs> my car. I had to get out in front of all these truck drivers and take it inside the like, you know, what do they call it? Smokes and Cokes inside like the little place and hand it to the lady at the counter. I was like, I'm so sorry I ripped this out of the socket. You're like, I was really just grief stricken about Mary Kay. Oh my God, I was so embarrassed. All these guys were staring at me like, look at this dumb blonde. <laughs> well, Mary Kay was a sight to be seen. Like she, um, I saw her one time at the airport and I was like, who is that drag queen? And all that, ooh, that Louis Vuitton luggage, it looked like, it looks like um, Leslie Jordan in like a real estate wig. And I was like, well, who is that? <laughs> and my dad, my, my dad's like, that's Mary Kay in the flesh. And I'm like, no, is she real? And so I was mesmerized by her because she had like all these security people with her and these huge Louis Vuitton trunks and like this perfect, perfect yellow wig. I was like, uh. that, that is Dallas right there. I mean, eat your heart out world. So... <laughs> Your heart out yeah yeah seriously like come and come and get that i mean how are you gonna how are you gonna beat that houston suck it so we um we had a you know like a moment there because it's like seeing a seeing a celebrity 
And yeah, she, uh, she does a lot for people, but like we have to put wash rags. We put wash rags in the rooms that say makeup on them and they're black. So we don't ruin the, we don't ruin the linens. That's smart. Okay, so where did you go? Where? What's your first? Yeah. Um, so, start. Let's let's. I think you should start because yours are sleazy, and I like okay. that. Okay. Let's get down and dirty. Okay, this um, is from Melissa, and she stayed. Uh, oh, I forgot to put the hotel. She stayed um, Central Park Hotel in London, London Hyde Park area. And she was there in May. It says, arrived at the hotel at 10.30 p.m. after a long working day to be greeted by a lobby full of blood. Apparently, there'd been a stabbing. Not the hotel's fault, but they were so blasé. Nothing was mentioned by the lady checking me in, which I find hilarious. Like, you imagine checking in, there's a, like, scene of blood all around you, and you're like, uh, yes, last name's Amy. I love it. I love that they're so blasé. Like, that's a great word. We're like, what's the front desk agent's like, oh, God, another stabbing. How <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, checking in. <laughs> oh, my God. It says, understandably, it being late, seeing this and being on my own, I wanted to get to my room quickly. Like, that would not be my, like, reaction. If I saw blood in the lobby, I went to check in. I'm by myself. I'd be like, I, I think I'm going to go stay somewhere else. She's like, I just yeah. get me to my room. So she says, I, would, I was asked to wait in the bar area so someone could get me a key. When I asked why, she just told me to wait in the bar. <laughs> now, given what I, now, given what I would have to sit next to, i.e. the crime scene, it being 1045 by this point, another guest checking in, being allowed to their room, I refused. I mean, you're upset because other people are checking into their room? I'd be upset that they were like, uh... Yeah, can you go sit in the bar while I like try and figure out this room situation? Because the person in your room got stabbed is basically what I think happened. Um, <clears throat> said resulted this in a- This is fascinating, fascinating. This means that truly people are stupid enough to just hang out at a murder scene thinking they may get an upgrade. Like what was she thinking? She said, quote unquote, a lobby full of blood. <laughs> what? You know what? You know what? The last time I saw a lobby full of blood was The Shining, and that did not end well. In fact, Shelley Duvall is in a cuckoo house somewhere because of that movie. But anyway. I so you that. walk in. It's 1030 at night. You're a woman traveling alone. You're like, hey, I need to check. Whoa, what's up with the blood? And they're like, then she said there was a whispered conversation with another staff member. And then they eventually gave me a key card. She's like, what's up with the blood? And they're like, um, Okay, here's yeah. your card. The elevator's right over here. It says, the quarters of the hotel were disgusting. Full of dirty walls, rotting woodwork, and the smell of smoke. My room was large, but boiling hot. I mean, does it matter at this point? Coincidentally, the extractor fan was running at full tilt. Wonder if this is why they didn't let me come to my room. I think it was the blood. Only good point was the bathroom, which was nicely done. What? The hotel had no response. Of course they didn't. Because what are they going to be like? Hey, about that murder. Um, but how was your Wi-Fi? I mean, how were your how was your breakfast? You didn't mention that. I mean, so there was a murder. Big deal. Golly, I mean, what happens in people's lives? Like anytime I would come near a murder, I'd be like, guess what? It'd be the first thing I talk about. She's like, tried to check in. Well, you know who was it? You know, you should talk to Riley Nail because there there was a murder at a certain hotel last night here in Dallas in Uptown that I think you know well. What? And, uh, what? Yeah, there was a double murder. Like, I think that one died. Well, I know one died and one is in critical condition. It was a couple. And yeah, I don't know. It's terrible, right? Like, nobody wants that in their hotel, but people are crazy and they bring guns in and they're idiots and somebody ends up dead screaming, I'm Beyonce, apparently. I don't know. What? So, I am going to Google that. Yeah. Later. Google that. Do you want to hear another one from this hotel? Absolutely. I'm just, okay. let's just go back a minute to like, I want to go back really quickly to that scene and sort of paint a picture. Like, so she's standing there like in the registration line while people whisper and there's blood quote <laughs> all through the lobby. 
And she's like, um, sure hope they can get me my key soon. Not like, hey, I should flee the scene, not fight or flight, but God, I really need my key. And then like Herb from the crime scene is like, excuse me, ma'am, I need to put this tape out. And it's like, just excuse me, ma'am, if you could uh, move your luggage, this is a crime scene. And she's like, okay. And then she gets her key and goes to her room and thinks, well, this is a nice room, but the bathroom's kind of shitty. Like, what's yeah. wrong with people? You remember what's that? What's wrong with people? Remember the people that were checking in? They're like, it took an, it took us an hour and a half to check into our hotel because the hotel was on fire. <laughs> right. Right. Oh or God. that one where the the guys, the, the the woman checked him in and she was really pleasant, but then later on, um, later on she, uh, they encountered the husband, and. He's like the most, uh, the, the guest was like, well, the only pleasant thing that happened to us was the lady that checked us in. And he's like, yeah, that's my wife. Yeah. Good thing. She told you about the robbery last week. She didn't need to mention that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's hear number two from that okay. hotel, quote this, unquote hotel. Okay. This is the same Central Park Hotel in London, Hyde Park area. Okay. These people booked via bookings.com. Okay. It says, we arrived on August 17th and were checked into two dingy rooms on the seventh floor. The room was not properly ventilated. Much to my surprise, the staff was extremely discourteous. On the 20th, so three days later, after dinner, we reached the hotel at 22.30. So almost midnight. We went to our rooms. I and my husband in room 705 and my sister-in-law and my two sons were in room 703. So they locked the doors at 3.30 in the morning my sister-in-law got up to use the restroom and she noticed that the door of her room was open. She looked around and noticed that her handbag was missing and so was her camera. She called me and went to her room. We obviously expected the hotel staff to cooperate or at least demonstrate some concern. We went to the reception to inform the hotel about the robbery. The staff at the reception was extremely callous, rude, and uncooperative. At once, they said we must have left the door open. I mean, who does, whatever. I mean, who does anything? They then asked whether we did have a handbag and perhaps we had gone out of the hotel with the bag. We asked to see the CCTV footage to which they said they did not have the password. They also, (laughs) I mean, it gets real shady. They also, to our utter disgust, said that if the footage did not show anyone entering the room, we would have to apologize to the hotel. At this time, my sister-in-law said, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, she said, I'm calling the police. I'm calling the police. But after they're like, hey, if no one's there, you're saying you're sorry. Surprisingly, the staff said the police cannot intervene without the permission of the hotel. That must be a London thing. That cannot be true. We decided to give some time to the hotel to get the password for the footage, and I do now see this may have been a mistake. When we came back to the room, we noticed that the door lock had been manipulated. My children were completely traumatized. The hotel staff showed no concern whatsoever. At nine o'clock, we again went to the reception and they were completely noncommittal about the footage. They then said, we should call the police. Okay, now they call the police. Okay, so just before the police came, the staff at the hotel asked, what color is the bag? Till this time, they were, inter- they were not interested in the bag, its color or its contents. When we told them the color, they brought the bag, saying that security had found the bag somewhere on the seventh floor. What? Throughout our stay, five days, they continued to stay for five more days. We had not seen a shadow of security in the hotel. We asked to speak to the security person who found the bag. They refused. We asked where on the seventh floor they found the bag. They did not say. When we opened the bag in front of the police, we found all the cash we had in it missing, about 2,000 pounds, and the room keys. When we told the police of the missing cash, the hotel staff said, we never shared that cash. You never shared the cash was missing. In fact, they were not bothered with our room keys missing either. We shared with the police about our camera missing with the hotel staff because uh, the staff looking at us as if it were our fault. Okay, so the hotel staff refused to look at the footage, but the police insisted and saw the CCTV footage. They told us that a man had entered our room where my sister-in-law and my kids were sleeping at 1.30 in the morning. How crazy is that? The man's face was clearly captured on camera, leaving the room with the bag and the camera. 
The police returned the bag to us and explained that it might be impossible to get the camera and cash back. The police also shared with, with us the fact, which actually shocked us. The police informed us that a Romanian gang was operating outside of the hotel. <laughs> Another guest who was- Wait, a Romanian gang? A, a Romanian, Romanian gang. gang. Mm -hmm. What is that like? I mean, it's like getting your purse stolen at 1.30 in the morning while you're sleeping and your children just, are in there. I'm going to I'm gonna Google Romanian gangs. Like, we are here to take your purse. I kill you. Day your best. Another guest. I break into a room, take purse. <laughs> oh, that was good. Did you, like, did you like it? It was really good. I watched a lot of Sesame Street. I think the count was Romanian. I don't know. Totally. Dracula. I come to take your purse. This honor bar is a ripoff. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you'll love this. It says, My husband checked us all out and we checked into a Marriott. You'll like that. Oh, yeah. No Romanian gangs there. Oh, this is hilarious. It says, When they went to go leave, um, the hotel staff asked, Sir, may I know why you were leaving the hotel one day in advance? And the husband said, Forgive us for leaving. We've been asked to stay at the palace. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. Oh, God, that's a really yeah. that's a really great hotel. Like Hyde Park, if you don't know London, Hyde Park's like right in the center of the city and you know there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in Hyde Park. There's a lot of beautiful parks in London, but it's certainly not a sketchy area. So I'm I'm displeased to know that there are Romanian gangs there. How random. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you have, you know, a high-end area, I mean, you're it's going to be targeted, right? I would think. I mean, just, it's like we said last week in Mexico. You just have to be aware. Whether No matter where you are, just be aware. But, I mean, the fact that you go to school. Yeah, like when you get your room key, they're like, your Wi-Fi passcode is on the back of your key card. The club lounge is on 7. The Romanian gangs are at the corner of Hyde and Buckingham Road. And possible murder suspect behind the building. And if you need a wake-up call, just dial zero. Thank you. The weather today is a balmy 80. And a chance of murder. <laughs> Enjoy. Blood everywhere. Oh, my right. God. Golly. Yeah, so that, that's those, those are my two reviews from that hotel. Okay, so what do you have? I no, I want to hear another one from you. These are, these are we're gonna. So we decided to like you go low and I go high. I think Michelle Obama told us to do that. I think that's what she said. Okay, well I'm gonna be the Trump in this situation because okay, here we go. This is one of my. Did favorites. you just say you were gonna be Trump? That's yeah, I'm so gonna go scary. low. I'm gonna go low. Um, <laughs> this says Central Station Hotel, three and a half stars. This uh, the hotel has 85 reviews and they have three and a half stars. This might be one of my favorites. It says, the, the title of it is, no mention of them also running a sex club downstairs. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The title is that long, no mention of them running a sex club? Mm-hmm. That's the title. The, the person who wrote it is Glass of JD. That's his, that's his name. It says- Glass um, of JD? Glass of JD. It says, I stopped for one night at its- as it's in a convenient location. However, wish I stopped in the Premier Inn around the corner. As the night went on, the room was small but adequate for what we needed, just a stopover. On going outside, there were men dressed in rubber and leather gear, some as dogs and other animals. <laughs> <laughs> how, how not tuned into your surroundings do you need to be? I mean, like, come on. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Oh, leather gear. Some as dogs and other animals with little to hide. Found out the downstairs, also run by the hotel, is a fetish sex club. No mention of this on the literature. I'd never stop here if I knew. Not suitable for families. Okay, you want to hear what the owner's response is? What's that? <laughs> There's no mention of the basement bar in our literature because it's a separate venue in its own right. with its own totally separate entrance and is ran by other people. The B&B is three floors up, for goodness sakes. Did any of these people dressed in leather approach you or even take the slightest interest in you? No, I didn't think so. They were minding their own business, so why should they be of any concern of yours? If you want to don a wig and frock high heels and call yourself Betty or dress up in any way you wish, that's your business and nobody else's. Grow up. 
you say you read our liter literature, obviously you missed the part where it specifically says no children. So yes, you're right. We're not suitable for family. I don't have or want children staying here <laughs> or in the bar either. They're far too much of a pain in the derriere, running around, being noisy, and generally making a nuisance of themselves. All very annoying. There's plenty of other places to go for families. <laughs> wow. That's what TripAdvisor I, you know, it is on TripAdvisor, but let me just say this, like, he's kind of like secretly my hero for writing that response. And like, let's just go back to the part about you're standing outside and there's people in latex and rubbers, you know, and you don't think like, I think I might be in a questionable area. Instead, you decide to stay there and then write evidence that you were there on TripAdvisor. Sounds to me like you got caught there and you had to make up some story about how puritanical you are and you didn't know you were in a brothel. Come on, dude. <laughs> you know you went down there and peeked in there and saw those people slithering around in latex and were like, <gasps> Well, and I gotta tell you, the time that you're out with your family and the time that somebody comes out in leather dressed as a dog are two different times. Like, if I'm with my family, we're probably going to bed around 9.30 or 10. If I'm dressed up in latex as a dog, I'm probably coming out around 11 or 12. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I, I didn't know that there was, like, a whole puppy thing. That like, the fetish community, there's, like, people who dress up as dogs and then people who are dog handlers. And, um, I mean, I guess there's something for everybody. Remember when we went to the furry convention because we were curious? When you, oh, me, and Loretta in winter? Yeah. Well, now there's puppies. <laughs> and, I mean, there's a place for everyone, even in London, I guess. The best was 48 people found this helpful. 48 people. <laughs> I think that that's probably one of my favorite review responses I've ever heard. I really do. Uh, this is the best. If you want to don a wig and a frock and high heels and call yourself Betty or dress up Hello, in Hello, Betty. <laughs> that is nobody's business. Grow up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think this, wow. this owner is my hero, too. It's like, come on. Yeah, and I love that Betty was where he went with that. Betty. <laughs> Hello, Betty. I see your back and your wig. <laughs> so oh, I, I'm going to take us back up to um, street level. Okay. And I'm taking us to the Savoy. Now, the Savoy is a Fairmont hotel. And I, as an ex-Fairmont employee, I am always going to be a fan of Fairmont hotels. And um, the Savoy is certainly one of the jewels in their crown. And the reviews that they have gotten, they've gotten almost 6,000 reviews. And 4,700 wow. of those are excellent. And over... 1,500 of them are above average. So there's only 120 poor and 95 terrible. So I wanted to see like, how does a hotel like that respond to really, really good reviews? And how does a hotel like that respond to, you know, shitty reviews? Because there's always going to be somebody that would complain about heaven and be like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, Jesus is wearing a robe and it's a little bright, you know? <laughs> so there's always going to be somebody that's going to complain about a luxury hotel. So I... So true. I found this 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 general manager named Philip to be really classy. This woman wrote a review um, and said, "Unabashed luxury. We stayed for one night in July to celebrate our wedding, and we were not disappointed. Service and staff were excellent, as was the room, facilities, and the location. For such a well-known hotel, it lived up to expectations. We were made to feel very welcome and well looked after." Um, the American cocktail bar was far too loud, aggressive, and unpleasant in the evening. That said, though, Sounds the main like hotel America. bar was—I know, damn Americans, MAGA hashtag MAGA. The said that said, the main hotel bar was a sea of tranquility in comparison, and the little things of room service, welcome package, reception, and similar were all first class. So, this person obviously travels a lot, and. Um, rated it very high it, and the Savoy by the way is number 19 out of 1120 hotels so that's really 
that's a really incredible status to have. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so the GM wrote back and said, we're delighted to read your comments following your stay and to hear that overall you had a memorable visit to celebrate your wedding. May I also take this opportunity to personally wish you many congratulations from the Savoy staff. I was pleased to hear you enjoyed your stay, your room and your amenities, and that you were looked after by my colleagues. We pride ourselves on delivering the very best experience to our guests and anticipate their every I do hope you will decide to stay with us again, and we look forward to welcoming you back to enjoy another wonderful stay at the Savoy. Like, that is the picture of class. This is a classy, classy guy. Even I the way he writes. I looked after. I don't know why. Looked I just after. love that term. Yeah. It's just the Queen's English, right? And we're, I mean, we over here, we're like, yeah, she came and checked on me. Yeah, she came <laughs> and picked in. I'm just taking in on you. <laughs> How y'all doing? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all good? <laughs> y'all need a refill? <laughs> hey, y'all need a refill in another Diet Coke? Diet Coke? How about you, Are T? they kick the door T? in? Flip the mattress? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I was really also um, impressed to read that there were um, – Comfort. Didn't we didn't we say like there were comfort uh checkers? Oh yeah. Last night when we were recording, you had one um where they said that they they're uh they check the comfort of the beds every two weeks. They had a comfort check of the beds every two weeks. Oh my god, I'm looking for it right now. I want that job well, so, so bad. Like I do I too. This bed, so this bed's comfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't remember which one it was. I'm going to look. Um, this is a good bed to watch reality shows in. I like this bed. Uh-huh. Ooh, ooh, give me that remote control. This is a nice one. <laughs> ooh, yes. Give me a okay, minute. So this, so this is Claridge's, and this is from a person who calls themselves Luxury Stayer. Luxury Stayer, not like stays luxury but luxury stayer isn't that luxury guest whatever i'd also and like that job luxury stayer so it says wasn't wasn't made welcome with my son in the bar exclamation point well i have a problem with that already like whose son is supposed to be welcome in the bar like hey hey timmy ready for your Ready for your shot? Temple? You ready for your Roy Rogers? No. Hey, Timmy, Mama's gonna tie one on tonight. You want some bar nuts and a remote control? <laughs> no, no, no kids should be in the bar. Yeah, no, no kids in a bar. Period. So, this says popped into the Claridge's bar for a drink before returning to the hotel. At first, the bar staff, a young lady, was very polite and offered us the bar menu. However. As I stood up to order, like, why is she standing up to order? Is she going to give, like, a proclamation? Whatever. <laughs> she says, I would like to order the oysters Rockefeller. You know, <laughs> and I want, want some cocktail sauce. Thank you. And she does, like, a bow. Thank you. Thank you. And a linen napkin for the boy. A linen napkin for the boy and some crackers. <laughs> and she says, down. She says, Thank you and good night. She says, however, as I stood up to order, the male staff member did not seem very interested. I was rather abruptly informed that children have to be out of the bar by 4 p.m. as it was for the adults after that time. He was quite abrupt, brusque, and rude. He, didn't, he did not make my son feel very welcome at all. I nearly walked out and just... Right. I nearly walked out in disgust, but I promised my son a drink as he was thirsty. Stop. Stop. I was interested in staying at the lady. hotel. I was going to book again that night. After the rather unwelcoming reception, I changed my mind. Claridge's does not seem to welcome children, even those dressed in a three-piece suit and a tie. What? We were treated we were treated as an inconvenience by the male staff member. The female members were very courteous, polite, a polar opposite. Claridge's should be ashamed, especially since we had both spent a wonderful weekend staying at the Ritz where my son was made welcome in the dining rooms, high tea, and more importantly, the Rivoli bar. 
You have lost the potential guest, Claridges, for want of politeness. God, she was traveling with little Lord Fauntleroy, who probably would yeah. have nothing to do with that bar. He's like, can I get out of this shitty suit and go put on some t-shirt and watch Nickelodeon? Yeah, he's like, mommy, what do you think about my pocket watch? Shall we go to the bar? And he's like in a stroller. He's like, I'm very thirsty. And she's like, well, we need to leave. I'm not going to get my martini or my rusty nail or whatever it is. And then he's like, no, I need my drink, mummy. She's like, I've just stood up and given a proclamation for the snacks I would like to receive. <laughs> so she, the, so the, the response from the general manager was, dear luxury stayer, we're pleased that you contacted us direct in addition to this TripAdvisor posting. We certainly look forward to hearing from you again. That's a lie. And our reply to your email. With all good wishes, the Claridge. I love that ending, with all good wishes. I'm going to use that in my email responses. With all good wishes. Yeah. With all good wishes, F off. <laughs> I stood up to say, with all good wishes, Go fuck yourself. Dear sir or madam, please go and fuck thyself. <laughs> <laughs> Sincerely, the hotel management. <laughs> go forth and fuck thyself. You know that kid was like giving blinking like Morse code to say, get me out of here. He's like, help me. Mm -hmm. No I just kid, to show you that a boy. Wants to be at the Ritz. No kid. No kid. And I mean, in a three-piece suit, that little boy didn't want to be there. He wanted a malt and a nap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Okay, I have one. Um, anyway. This is from Adrian. He was at the bar as well. Um, he, uh, the title of this is The Staff Are Legends, Five Stars. It says, yeah, five stars. We stayed at, um, it's I-B-I-S. Would you call that Abyss or Ibis? Abyss. Ibis, yeah. We stayed at Ibis because the price is really good, and it was a no-brainer for a four-day trip to London. As you would expect, we got, as you would expect, we got so drunk on the first night that any half-decent vet would have put us down. The barman that night, Sergio, had a decent chat with us and was an all-around cool guy. I generally pity, I genuinely pity him because if sober me had to be around drunk me for more than 10 minutes, I'd need beta blockers. The hotel itself is really nice and for the price is way better than we were expecting. It's clean, there's no cockroaches, and the maid still made our bed every day even though she had to get through a sea of empty bottles, food packets, and sex toys. And then in parentheses, he put, we are scumbags. <laughs> on, wow. our last, on our last night, Richard, Richard was working at the bar, and he is an absolute legend. Give him a pay raise. Five I feel like Richard probably came down to visit them in their room. Because legend, I mean legend. This guy, I mean, he's like, as you would expect, we got so drunk on the first night. You're like, no, I would not expect that. You want to hear the hotel yeah. response? Yeah. Dear guest, thanks for your time to give us your feedback regarding your stay. It's great to hear you had such a good time and you enjoyed us that much. We're looking forward to welcoming you, welcoming you back. The front office manager. How nice is that? It's very nice. But you know, when they read that, they were like, oh my God, a sea of sex toys? Is that what we want to be known for? Ugh. <laughs> I love how he called himself a scumbag. He's like, look, we are scumbags. <laughs> he put this on yeah. Pfizer. I love it. Do you remember when Mardonia would come down from um, housekeeping with like a box of sex toys and be like, ah, no say, and just drop it in Mary Lou's office? <laughs> yeah, those poor housekeepers, like they didn't sign up for that. They're like, look, I got to feed my family. I got to go to work just like everybody else. They leave their house so early in the morning, get their kids to school, and then they got to deal with that. Yeah, and I can tell you what they don't need for their day is a shoebox full of uh, Mickey and Minnie Mouse light-up dildos that vibrate. That's not what they need. <laughs> Was that what you found? 
Well, whatever it was. I'm just saying, like, the last thing they need is to be like, I know, I got to go get some gloves and come back and get this out from underneath the bed. There's like a mannequin with its mouth mannequin with its mouth open under the bed. I mean, you know, the stuff that you find in hotels is gross. It's gross. gross. Not all hotels, but like we have to really, really, really do um, a superior job cleaning rooms. Most of the time, everyone just like goes to the bed, takes a shower, uses the Wi-Fi and leaves. But then sometimes you just, you never know. Golly. Yeah, I feel for those housekeepers. They're amazing. Kudos to you, housekeepers. Seriously, seriously, I love ours. Today we had tacos for them because they had such a hard day. And I was like, let's go get tacos. And um, yeah, they're just good people. So yeah. I um, back to the Savoy, um, this, this woman who calls herself the Empire State of Mind. Um, she says, worst birthday ever. Thanks. Savoy Hotel. First of all, Empire State of Mind, you have luxury problems and you need to sit all the way down in your chair and have life happen to you because if that's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, um, yeah, I mean, anyway, so um, she says, I wanted to do something really special and memorable for my 21st birthday. So I've saved up some money and was lucky enough to get a little extra present as I booked a night at the Savoy for me and my friend. Upon arriving, we were immediately looked down upon and spoken to as if we were lost and not meant to be there. Okay, first of all, that's kind of funny. They're like, ma'am, did you, uh, did you uh, miss the entrance? It's that way. <laughs> like, did you I'm miss a guest the here. They're like, I'm a guest here. I know I'm dressed like a slut, but I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> um, How did she afford that? At 21, there's, I couldn't afford a day's in. Well, she makes bad choices, right? Okay. So she says, the, the room package I booked was unclear, so despite it being a nice room, it wasn't what I paid for. Okay. When we, when we went down for breakfast in the morning, the staff in the restaurant were so rude to us and made us feel like absolute crap. Okay, so what were they doing? Were they like, oh, look at her over there, trying to get eggs and bacon, little whore. I mean, like, what were they? Seriously, like what did doing... you look like that everybody was making a judgment call on you? Look at and making you feel like absolute crap. Or they're like, oh, you don't need a muffin, biggin. I mean, they didn't do that. A <laughs> biggin. You don't need that muffin, biggin. We're going to bring you some turkey bacon, you chunky monkey. So she says, <laughs> I've never been treated so badly in my entire life. Well, obviously you haven't been in a relationship. So oh, she says they made a judgment on us because of our age. And we were so patronized and belittled that even though we were spending money there, just like everyone else, a hotel of this caliber should treat all their guests equally, regardless of age. Not true. Not true. No. The rest of our night in London, which consisted of a fantastic dinner, on the Strand and seeing the Lion King in the theater was amazing, but it is now overshadowed by the awful night at the Savoy. I'm embarrassed at my decision to stay here and so wish I had opted for a cheaper hotel where we could have been treated 10 times better. Not true. She's 21 and for her birthday, she stayed at the Savoy and went to the Lion King? Yeah, so again, bad choices. I would have gone to that hotel with a sex in the basement but whatever she says now a night that should have been one i remembered forever is one i prefer to forget it is really sad how this beautiful hotel with so much history is let down by its disrespectful staff because she wrote this review in september and this is in september right and this is what the gm writes back dear empire state of mind Thank you for sharing your comments with us regarding your stay with us, which I understand was two years ago in December of 2016. We do value your feedback, and I would like to thank you for getting in touch with us directly. It's always difficult to rectify issues retrospectively, and we do hope that when you return to the Savoy, we are sure you will find our services improved. I love how you said it's difficult to rectify issues retrospectively what he said there really if you translate that down to american is bitch this was two years ago <laughs> she's looking for a free room she was like look if i write this review maybe they'll give me a free room 
But two That's, years later, like what happened? What happened when she was like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back in there and write this review on Claridge's. And I tried to pay in cash and I was just like a hooker. But I mean, they were rude and shit. Come on. Again, I mean, how do you have friends? You're 21 years old. You're celebrating your 21st birthday and you're going to the Savoy in the Lion King. How and do you, you complain have- about the Savoy? You complain about the Savoy. I guarantee they weren't looking at you. They were probably looking at you like, you poor thing. <clears throat> Go do yeah. something fun for your birthday. Mm. Sweetie. I don't well, know. That that makes me sad for her. Um, so I found this Alexandra guest house, and it's in a really nice um, neighborhood. It has 20 reviews, three and a half stars. Um, but never again, that's the guy's name that he uh, registered, but never again was taken. So he's never again 151. He gave this one star and his uh, title is Himmel Hempstead's Hotel Hell. This place is a joke, complete disaster. The majority of the people residing at the guest house are homeless and have been evicted. So the council have shoved them there whilst they figure out what to do with them. I came across couples who were evicted because of antisocial behavior and had a full-blown fist fight while drunk at five. <laughs> they were drunk at 5 a.m. in front of their children fist fighting. The police were called. During my stint, I came across three, three young men who had just been released from jail. Like, he must have had a lot of conversations with people. They, they were homeless and all suffered with mental health issues and were on some strong medication. I am just stating the facts here. They all smoked weed. The odor was a constant in the hallways and drank heavily. Two of them kicked off one night after a heavy drinking session. Another sleepless night. One guy got arrested for threats to kill and the other was sectioned after he tried to slash his wrist. What? I mean, this has to be a review for a mental institution. This is not a hotel. Uh, The other guy was waiting on being sentenced for a pretty naughty ABH charge. Another dramatic... I mean, how does... How do you know that? This is so great. Like, really, truly, how do people, how do, I, I don't know. It is a nice area. Uh, this guy has to have a mental issue. This person writing this has to have a mental issue. It says, another dramatic incident was when a lady overdosed in the attic room. Lots of paramedics and police present that night. I don't know how many nights this guy stayed. The list goes on and on. If by some miracle you haven't been woken up by couples arguing, men fighting, or children screaming, then the fire alarm is certain to get you up. It goes off if you don't open a window while showering. And as people were smoking substances in the room, it was going off at all hours. I will say that most of the staff were pleasant, apart from the manager, Christy, Kirsty, not a very nice person to have to deal with. All in all, I advise you not to waste your money, even if it's cheap, because the majority of res- residents aren't paying a penny, and it shows. Oh, my God. And here's what the manager said. I don't understand. That sounds like a total mental... This person sounds like they're reviewing a mental institution. Okay, well, never again 151. Unlike you, this is the hotel's response. Unlike you, we will not give false accounts to the public to put our point of view across. Your behavior stood for itself which is why you were ejected from the premises for your arrest and drug use. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, luckily, your type are an unwelcome rarity, but every hotel must deal with it sometimes. We will not engage and respond, although you are responding, that's exactly what you're doing. We will not engage and respond to your libelous comments as our online presence speaks for itself. If we truly were all that you explained in your quite amusing story, then you wouldn't have to be the only, you, would ha- you wouldn't be the only review across the whole of the internet to say so. We have learned that you are the kind of person that sees five stairs and then tells the tale of how you went up to 97. But hey, what was I thinking? Everyone else is wrong and just you, only you must be right. A person's words fall on deaf ears when they are the instigator of the trouble. Laugh out loud. Wow. God, I don't even know what to say. I mean, that's a mic drop. Like, the end. Hasta la vista, London. Signing off. Like, two sentences in, they said, we will not engage or respond to your comments. And then there's, like, 12 sentences later. It's like, yeah, okay, you will, and you did, and you are. 
Wow. Holy smokes. I love TripAdvisor. Holy smokes. I do too. I mean, I think, I think that's like, we've reached, we have reached a new level with London, like manners, decency, and, um, and, uh, tradition aside um you you in trouble girl (laughs) when you get a mail email like that from the hotel you in trouble oh my god my favorite is the the woman standing up and announcing her order (laughs) yeah with her son in a three-piece suit with like a with like a monocle on honey (laughs) i'd like to have some celery sticks and crudite (laughs) oh that's so good okay that was the last one do you have any more no, I mean after that, what's there to say? Anything I would say would suck. We just have to figure out where we're gonna go next. I mean, I thought that London. I mean, London, we love you, and you know, God save the Queen. But you got some, you got some stuff going on there. I will say though that if I were going to London tomorrow, <clears throat> and I had all the money in the world, and I could do anything I wanted, I would stay at the Savoy in a suite and have butler serve. And then I would go to high tea at Claridge's and then I would go shopping at Fortnum and Mason. Yes. I'm there see. with you. I'm there. With yeah. You. And I would, anything, anytime I ordered food, I would stand up and like clear my throat and go, <clears throat> I would like to announce that the fish and chips will be had by me. <laughs> Fish and chips for me, please. Oh and a sparkling God. water for the lady. Oh, my God. Speaking yeah. of fish and chips, so my friend um, was at a wedding in Michigan this weekend. And she was staying at the hotel the wedding party was staying at. And she left her room key accidentally in the room. And she and her son went out to the car to get the charger for their phone. And they got locked out. And needless to say, there was no one working at the hotel. And so they ended up spending the night in their car and the whole night, just the two of them. And then um, the next morning when the diner across the street opened, the only thing they had was fish and chips. So they spent the night in the car after paying $300 for their room and then went and ate fish and chips. I mean, I would need, I would be drinking for breakfast then. Totally. Wow. Yeah. I feel like it's illegal, but who knows? Yeah. She told me that she's like, I've got a hotel story for you, for your podcast. I'm like, that is, that's shitty. Golly. I mean, like who was, were they just like, yeah, we just don't have anybody working there um, generally overnight. I mean, what? Yeah. She said she called the police and the police said, you need to call locksmith. The locksmith said, we can't come in the middle of the night, but we can come in the morning. And then the hotel owner said, I can't come right now, but I can come in the morning. They came at nine in the morning. She's like, not seven, not eight. They came at 9 a.m. Yeah. Anything, I mean, we should talk about night audits sometimes. I had to work as a night, night audit for four weeks in order to get a job at the Melrose as the assistant front office manager. And I was like, well, yeah, I'll do that. This is like back in the mid nineties. And I did not, know that so much crazy shit happens after midnight in Oakland, like any part of the big city. But I mean, the craziest stuff we had, I worked with this woman named Jacqueline who preferred to be called Jiggles and she would disappear (laughs) from like, she would disappear from like 1am to 3am and come back completely high and run all the banquet tickets. And I was just, it was mesmerizing. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. I was so young and I didn't know that like all kinds of crazy stuff happened after midnight in a hotel. That's crazy. Well, especially in that area, I want to see the um, overnight report for that hotel with the sex shop downstairs. Yeah. Probably sounds a lot like that hotel that you guys used to work at. Yeah. It's not too far off. That was a great. It wasn't downstairs though. It was just like in a suite. That was great. That was such a good hotel for fodder. <laughs> yeah. Riley, Riley was telling me that Riley was like, you know, if I ever write a book, I'm just not going to change the names. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you have to. 
He's like, why not? It's so funny today. Our marketing director was trying to con him into getting it on a PR call with us because he just came by to say hi. And she's like, Riley, 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 can you come in here just for a minute? He's like, nope, nope. Do you hear that? My phone's ringing. His phone wasn't ringing. He just walked out. <laughs> oh, He's like, I, I got to go. I got to go. I'm fluffing some pillows, doing some stuff over here. <laughs> got to make it ready. We got we to gotta get Riley on the phone. Like, we got to interview Riley. It could be, like, better than the Mueller report. Okay, get it set up. Get it set up. And then we'll figure out where we're going to go next week. Yeah. Stay tuned for more of what may happen. We may be in Europe. We may be in Omaha. We may be oh in my. Thailand. Or we may be in um, we may be in a scene near you. Thanks for all of you guys listening and putting up with our antics. And all of this real-life drama has been brought to you by Tales from TripAdvisor on Hotel Stories Podcast. Cheerio. Yes. Cheerio. Write us on iTunes. Oh, that's a horrible accent. Write us on iTunes and like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And we will be back next week.